Section 17 of the Inglesby Legends, First Series. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Inglesby Legends, First Series, by Richard Harris Barham. Section 17. A Lay of St. Dunstan. This holy child Dunstan was born in ye year of our Lord 925, that time reigning in this land, King Athelstan. When it so was that St. Dunstan was weary of prayer, then used he to work in goldsmith's work with his own hands, for to eschew idleness. Golden Legend St. Dunstan stood in his ivied tower, Alembic crucible all were there, when in came Nick to play him a trick, in guise of a damsel passing fair. Everyone knows how the story goes. He took up the tongs and caught hold of his nose, but I beg that you won't for a moment suppose that I mean to go through in detail to you a story at least as trite as it's true, nor do I intend an instant to spend on the tale how he treated his monarch and friend when bolting away to a chamber remote, inconceivably bored by his witten gamote, and we left them all joking and drinking and smoking so tipsily grand they'd stand nonsense from no king but sent the archbishop their sovereign to fish up with a hint that perchance on his crown he might feel taps unless he came back straight and took off his heel taps you must not be plagued with the same story twice and perhaps have seen this one by w dice at the royal academy very well done and marked in the catalogue four seven one you might there view the saint who in sable arrayed is, coercing the monarch away from the ladies. His right hand was hold of his majesty's jerkin. His left shows the door, and he seems to say, Sir King, your most faithful commons won't hear of your shirking. Quit your tea and return to your Barclay and Perkin, or by Jingo ere morning no longer aliva, sad victim you'll lie to your love for elgiva no farther to treat of this ungallant feat what i mean to do now is succinctly to paint one particular fact in the life of the saint which somehow for want of due care i presume has escaped the researches of rapin and hume in recounting a miracle both of them men who a great deal fall short of jacques bishop of genoa an historian who likes deeds like these to record see his aurea legenda by winken de ward st dunstan stood again in his tower alembic crucible all complete he had been standing a good half hour and now he uttered the words of power and called to his broomstick to bring him a seat the words of power and what be they to which e'en broomsticks bow and obey why twere uncommonly hard to say as the prelate i named has recorded none of them what they may be but i know they are three and abracadabra i take it is one of them for i'm told that most cabalists use that identical word written thus in what they call a pentacle however that be you'll doubtless agree it signifies little to you or to me as not being dabblers in grammarie still it must be confessed for a saint to repeat such language loud is scarcely discreet 
for as solomon hints to folks given to chatter a bird of the air may carry the matter and in sooth from my youth i remember a truth insisted on much in my earlier years to wit little pitchers have very long ears now just such a pitcher as those i allude to was outside the door which his ears appeared glued to peter the lay brother meagre and thin five feet one in his sandal shoon while the saint thought him sleeping was listening and peeping and watching his master the whole afternoon this peter the saint had picked out from his fellows to look to his fire and to blow with the bellows to put on the wall's end and lamptons whenever he chose to indulge in a little orfevery of course you have read that st dunstan was bred a goldsmith and never quite gave up the trade the company richest in london tis said acknowledge him still as their patron and head nor is it so long since a capital song in his praise now recorded their archives among delighted the noble and dignified throng of their guests who the newspapers told the whole town with cheers pledged the wine-cup to dunstan's renown when lord lyndhurst the duke and sir robert were dining at the hall some time since with the prime warden twining i am sadly digressing a fault which sometimes one can hardly avoid in these gossiping rhymes a slight deviation's forgiven but then this is too long i fear for a decent parenthesis so i'll rein up my pegasus sharp and retreat or you'll think i've forgotten the lay brother peter whom the saint as i said kept to turn down his bed dress his palfreys and cobs and do other odd jobs as reducing to writing whatever he might in the course of the day or the night be inditing and cleaning the plate of his mitre with whiting performing in short all those duties and offices abbots exact from lay brothers and novices it occurs to me here you'll perhaps think it queer that st dunstan should have such a personage near when he'd only to say those words be what they may and his broomstick at once his commands would obey that's true but the fact is twas rarely his practice such aid to resort to or such means apply unless he'd some dignified knot to untie adopting though sometimes as now he'd reverse it old horace's maxim neck broomstick in tercet peter the lay brother meagre and thin heard all the saint was saying within peter the lay brother sallow and spare peeped through the keyhole and what saw he there why a broomstick bringing a rush-bottomed chair what shakespeare observes in his play of king john is undoubtedly right that oft-times the sight of means to do ill-deeds will make ill-deeds done here's peter the lay-brother pale-faced and meagre a good sort of man only rather too eager to listen to what other people are saying when he ought to be minding his business or praying gets into a scrape and an awkward one too as you'll find if you patience enough to go through the whole of the story i'm laying before ye entirely from having the means in his view of doing a thing which he ought not to do 
still rings in his ear distinct and clear abracadabra that word of fear and the two which i never yet happened to hear still doth he spy with fancy's eye the broomstick at work and the saint standing by and he chuckles and says to himself with glee aha that broomstick shall work for me hark that swell or flood and or fell mountain and dingle and moss-covered dell list tis the sound of the compline bell and st dunstan is quitting his ivied cell peter i wot is off like a shot or a little dog scalded by something that's hot for he hears his master approaching the spot where he'd listened so long though he knew he ought not peter remembered his master's frown he trembled he'd not have been caught for a crown howe'er you may laugh he'd rather by half have run up to the top of the tower and jumped down the compline hour is past and gone evening service is over and done the monks repair to their frugal fare a snug little supper of something light and digestible ere they retire for the night for in saxon times in respect to their cheer st austin's rule was by no means severe but aloud from the beverly roll twould appear bread and cheese and spring onions and sound table beer and even green peas when they were not too dear not like the rule of la trappe whose chief merities said to consist in its greater austerities and whose monks if i rightly remember their laws ne'er are suffered to speak think only in greek and subsist as the bears do by sucking their paws astonished i am the gay baron garam with his head savouring more of the lion than lamb could e'er be persuaded to join such a set i extend the remark to signor ambrogetti for a monk of la trappe is as thin as a rat while an austin friar was jolly and fat though of course the fare to which i allude with as good table beer as ever was brewed was all caviar to the multitude extending alone to the clergy together in hall assembled and not to lay brethren st dunstan himself sits there at his post on what they say is called a dais or looking the whole of his clerical host and eating poached eggs with spinach and toast five lay brothers stand behind his chair but where's the sixth where's peter ay where tis an evening in june and a little half-moon a brighter no fond lover ever set eyes on gleaming and beaming and dancing the stream in has made her appearance above the horizon just such a half-moon as you'll see in a play on the turban of mustapha muli bey or the fair turk who weds with the noble lord bateman vide plate in george cruikshank's memoirs of that great man she shines on a turret remote and lone a turret with ivy and moss overgrown and lichens that thrive on the cold dank stone such a tower as a poet of no mean caliber i once knew and loved poor dear reginald hebear assigns to oblivion a den for a she-bear within it are found strewed above and around 
on the hearth on the table the shelves and the ground all sorts of instruments all sorts of tools to name which and their uses would puzzle the schools and make very wise people look very like fools pincers and hooks and black-letter books all sorts of pokers and all sorts of tongs and all sorts of hammers and all that belongs to goldsmith's work chemistry alchemy all in short that a sage in that erudite age could require was at hand or at least within call in the midst of the room lies a broomstick and there a lay brother sits in a rush-bottomed chair abracadabra that fearful word and the two which i said i have never yet heard are uttered tis done peter full of his fun cries broomstick you lubberly son of a gun bring ale bring a flagon a hogshead a ton tis the same thing to you i have nothing to do and for george i'll sit here and i'll drink till all's blue no doubt you've remarked how uncommonly quick a newfoundland puppy runs after a stick brings it back to its master and gives it him well so potent the spell the broomstick perceived it was vain to rebel so ran off like that puppy some cellar was near for in less than ten seconds twas back with the beer peter seizes the flagon but ere he can suck its contents or enjoy what he thinks his good luck the broomstick comes in with a tub in a truck continues to run at the rate it begun and au pied de lettre next brings in a ton a fresh one succeeds then a third then another discomfiting much the astounded lay brother who had he possessed fifty pitchers or stoops they all had been too few for arranging in groups the barrels the broomstick next started the hoops the ale deluged the floor but still through the door said broomstick kept bolting and bringing in more e'en macbeth to macduff would have cried hold enough if half as well drenched with such perilous stuff and peter who did not expect such a rough visit cried lustily stop that will do broomstick sufficit but ah well a day the devil they say tis easier at all times to raise than to lay again and again peter roared out in vain his abracadabra and t'other words twain as well might one try a pack in full cry to check and call off from their headlong career by bawling out yoiks with one's hand at one's ear the longer he roared and the louder and quicker the faster the broomstick was bringing in liquor the poor lay brother knew not on earth what to do he caught hold of the broomstick and snapped it in two worse and worse like a dart each part made a start and he found he'd been adding more fuel to fire for both now came loaded with mose entire combs delafield's hanbury's truman's no stopping goading's clarington's whitbreads continued to drop in with hodson's pale ale from the sun brewhouse wapping the firms differed then but i can't put a tax on my memory to say what their names were in saxon to be sure the best beer of all did not appear for i've said twas in june and so late in the year 
the trinity audit ale is not come atable as i found to my great grief when dining at that table now extremely alarmed peter screamed without ceasing for a flood of brown stout he was up to his knees in which thanks to the broomstick continued increasing he feared he'd be drowned and he yelled till the sound of his voice winged by terror at last reached the ear of st dunstan himself who had finished his beer and had put off his mitre dalmatic and shoes and was just stepping into his bed for a snooze his holiness paused when he heard such a clatter he could not conceive what on earth was the matter slipping on a few things for the sake of decorum he issued forthwith from his sanctum sanctorum and calling a few of the lay brothers near him who were not yet in bed and who happened to hear him at once led the way without farther delay to the tower where he'd been in the course of the day poor peter alas though st dunstan was quick there were two there before him grim death and old nick when they opened the door out the malt liquor flowed just as when the great vat burst in tottenham court road the lay brothers nearest were up to their necks in an instant and swimming in strong double x while peter who spite of himself now had drank hard while floating a while like a toast in a tankard to the bottom had sunk and was spied by a monk stone dead like poor clarence half drowned and half drunk in vain did st dunstan exclaim wade retro strong birum discede alay fratre petro queer latin you'll say that prefix of lay and strong birum i own they'd have called me a blockheadive at school i had ventured to use such a vocative tis a barbarous word and to me it's a query if you'll find it in patrick morell or merary but the fact is the saint was uncommonly flurried and apt to be loose in his latin when hurried the brown stout however obeys to the letter quite as well as if talked to in latin much better by a grave cambridge johnian or graver oxonian whose language we all know is quite ciceronian it retires from the corpse which is left high and dry but in vain do they snuff and hot towels apply and other means used by the faculty try when once a man's dead there's no more to be said peter's beer with an e was his beer with an i moral by way of a moral permit me to pop in the following maxims beware of eavesdropping don't make use of language that isn't well scanned don't meddle with matters you don't understand above all what i'd wish to impress on both sexes is keep clear of broomsticks old nick and three x's l'envoi in goldsmith's hall there's a handsome glass case and in it a stone figure found on the place when thinking the old hall no longer a pleasant one they pulled it all down and erected the present one if you look you'll perceive that this stone figure twists a thing like a broomstick in one of its fists it's so injured by time you can't make out a feature but it is not st dunstan so doubtless it's peter note st jingo or jango jangolfus sometimes styled 
the living jingo from the great tenaciousness of vitality exhibited by his severed members see his legend as recorded hereafter in the present volume end of note end of section seventeen